Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super excited to be with you on this beautiful day to talk some college football. We have an SEC preview that's going to be a lot of fun. They say it means more. Find out if it really does. We have some housekeeping that we need to address, and we're just going to have a ton of fun together. Before we head into the episode, we want to give a quick shout out to our Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. Make sure you're giving us a follow and sharing the content with your friends. Speaking of sharing, share the episode with your friends, leave a review, and make sure to download. We love you guys. We're going to have a lot of fun this episode. Let's get to it. Let's boo. Go Listeners, and welcome back in to the best podcast, period. Mm-hmm. Period, baby. I agree. Mm-hmm. First things first, we got some things to get out of the way, mm. which means grab your nearest paint roller. Okay. Break open a new can of WD-40. Oh. Just, just tear the plastic off. Don't like actually crack yeah. it in half or anything. That could be potentially problematic. Yes. That would be bad. Especially in this heat. <laughs> WD-40 Celsius, am I right? Ooh, Ooh, and last but not least, a simple thing, a monkey wrench. Mm. Necessary. A wrench wielded by a monkey. Yes. Is Necessary the... for what you might ask. That would be housekeeping. Housekeeping! Housekeeping! Well, before we get into the episode, guys, I just want to talk to you about a fat L that I have taken in my life. Ooh. Uh, something tragic has happened. Two days ago, I was driving home from the Ochre Mountain Temple. Ooh, okay. Good choice. I was just chilling. Living my life. Or I guess it was on Saturday. So it must have been three days. Whatever. I don't know. However many <laughs> days ago. It was a Saturday. Saturday. Driving home in this record heat wave. Ooh. My air conditioning busted. No. Oh, no. So my car now has no air conditioning. No. And I just drive all around with the windows down, hoping that the air outside is cooler than the air in my car. <laughs> So, yep, that's wow. uh, that's the fat L that I've taken in my life. That, Second time in my life that I've had uh, air conditioning bust in the summer. That sucks. Oh, I've had my AC bust at least once in the summer. But one time was in our old Astro van. Oh, the <laughs> oh, Astro van. Jared might remember this. But this was when I was in elementary school, probably. We were driving to visit some cousins in Pasadena. Long drive. It was in the summer. <laughs> By the time we get to Death Valley or so, oh my god, the AC breaks down. <laughs> oh <no. laughs> it's like 120 degrees, and there is seven of us inside that <laughs> one car. It's like a sauna in there. Oh um, my god! It has like the windows that don't roll down, but just kind of tilt open at the bottom. <laughs> so we had those open, but. It was a sweaty time. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you. That's horrible. I don't even want to think about that. Yeah. I, I hate the heat. I can't stand the heat. My wife loves it. She's from Arizona. But uh, yeah, I got the AC blasting all the time. God bless America. I hope it doesn't uh, bust on me. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds horrible. Anyway, to continue, uh, we we head to the uh, proper football. Proper Proper football. Um, the U.S. Women's National Team has won the CONCACAF Women's Championship. Let's clap it up for Bravo, bravo. Way to go, way to go. Good job, good job. Well deserved. 10 out of 10 would CONCACAF again. Ooh, I like oh, it. Me too. Mm. Um, in the process, through getting as far as they did, they qualified for both the Women's World Cup. Nice. Coming up nice. 2023, I think. And then the Paris Olympics. Oh, oh even they, better. They qualified early. Not, not basically. Better, 
But yeah, overall, they I don't think they looked as good as the past, you know, iconic generations. It's, there's kind of a changing of the guard. But they do have a lot of young talent that have a ceiling at least as high as the past. Mm-hmm. So they just gotta you know work that out, you know, develop together, and they can be winning World Cups. Yeah, easily. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited. Mewis, uh, Hatch, mm-hmm. Ashley Hatch, by the way. Oh, yes. She left about halfway through the tournament. She had a quad. She was out with the quad. Out with the quad. Had to go home early. Yep. Very sad. Very sad. However, she is expected to be back with the squad for friendlies later this summer. Nice. So, that's good. Nice. We have some BYU news that we have to address. Going on to real football, not proper football, but real Mm -hmm. football. American football. Like like Mm -hmm. real Salt Lake, you know? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Speaking of... Really, really good right now. Another dub. Another dub. Our boy Jaron Hall, split uh, opinions on him on the podcast, has been named to the Maxwell Award watch list, which is the award given annually to the best player in college football, but it's not the Heisman. (laughs) It's a little less prestigious. Yes. It's the Maxwell. And the Davey O'Brien Award, which is awarded to the nation's best quarterback. Hmm. Do you think that he's on... Either of these watch lists halfway through the season? Mm, yes. Okay. I'm saying yes right now. All right. Yes from Dan. I think, I mean, it doesn't mean much for him to be on the watch list now before the season. We all know how I feel about both preseason rankings <laughs> and now preseason watch lists. Highly invested. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think he'll be good. He'll have the. National viewership, I guess. That's with, true. With the schedule we have. That's mm-hmm. very true. That makes it easier for him to be on such a watch list. Yeah. I think if he stays healthy, he can absolutely be on like the mid-season award watch list. Okay. Mm-hmm. I doubt that he'll be on the semifinalist one that comes out in November. Um, I mm. don't think he's that elite. However, yeah. we shall see if he stays healthy. He very well could be. He has a lot of pieces around him. I think he will be. Midway through the season, I think he will be, not in the Maxwell, but on the Davey O'Brien. I think there will be a yeah. Heisman quality player out there that will take the Maxwell. But the Davey O'Brien, I think that he can legitimately be out there and fight for it. Ooh. Assuming that they, let, let's say CJ Stroud takes on the Heisman. Or Bryce Young repeats, which nope, doesn't happen, happen very frequently. And that was the weakest Heisman winner of all time. Yes, of that all time. not count. They don't often, sometimes they do, but they don't always give the Davey O'Brien and the Heisman to the same person. Sometimes they do. But if they decide to give it to separate people, I could definitely see Jaron Hall being in that conversation at the end of the year if he plays the way that he did last year without throwing that Arizona State interception and staying mm-hmm. healthy. I sure. think that he is a shoe in to be a finalist. Oh! oh. December. Wow, top three. Okay, uh, interesting. Bold. I'm high on Jaron Hall. I'm Justin high on, is high. High on Jaron Hall. <laughs> that's right, baby. Inject him straight into my veins. <laughs> I guess we'll have to see. Um, more news, however, in the college football sphere. Um, not super big news. Not like USC UCLA news. But we do hear several reports. Uh, three, to be specific. Per sources. Per sources. Sources. Exactly. Uh, Pete Thamel is the source for this one. The Big 12 and Pac-12 have apparently been in talks for the last couple of weeks about a full merger. Whether that Mm. was just pooling broadcast rights or just scheduling or literally becoming a single conference. That is no longer going to happen. The Big 12 basically went to them and said, you don't bring enough value, we're done. Mm -hmm. Nice. How you feeling about it? I think it makes... You know, me feel good as a Big 12 member. Okay. If, if we have the power to turn down another conference in, you know, a deal that could potentially be beneficial for them, that says good things about where we are as a conference and where we think, you know, the rest of college football views us. Mm-hmm. So I like it. I got to completely agree with you on that, Dan. I just think it's hilarious that the Big 12 met with the Pac-12 just to tell them no. <laughs> just to tell them you're not good enough. Which, there are so many schools in the Big 12 that at one point or another were trying to get into the Pac-12. 
that I'm sure loved looking those Pac-12 pansies <laughs> straight in the face and telling them, no, you're not good enough. I'm sure it probably felt really good for those. It probably felt good for, I don't know, BYU. <laughs> Talking straight to those Pac-12 uh, university presidents, hoity-toities. But honestly, I think that the Big 12 is in a very good position. Another article came out that uh, Notre Dame is looking to stay independent and they want to make a deal with NBC. NBC doesn't want to do it with just them. They're looking at also throwing in the Big 12 for Jared's favorite word, shouldering Shoulder programming. programming. I absolutely do not understand this. I don't know why this would make Notre Dame more money by having another broadcast partner. Like, shouldn't we get the money from having our games broadcast on NBC as well? I don't really understand it. But what I do understand are the words NBC and Big 12. That's Whoa. big time. That puts the Big 12... I would say firmly in the third best conference spot. Oh, absolutely. If you get a national yeah. partner like NBC, literally called the National Broadcasting Channel, I think that's pretty good. And you're tied in with Notre Dame. Not like necessarily contractually, but you're there with you're them basically on the there. TV contract. Yeah. That puts you not only in a third, but in a not-so-distant third as we were thinking that they would be if there was going to be a split-off. With the ACC, sorry, with the ACC, with the Big Ten and the SEC. Yeah, uh, that's very interesting. Yeah, that that's exciting stuff, honestly. More mm-hmm. exciting news to come in the future. Um, lastly, Texas and Oklahoma. I think when they first declared they were switching, they said 2025, right? Yeah. And then there were reports of them you know, buying out, leaving earlier, you know, different timetables, but now it's officially 2025. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. That's what they are saying now. That's what they're <laughs> saying. I wouldn't rule anything out. At the moment. <laughs> yeah. I believe them, though, because from what I hear, Oklahoma is poor. Yeah. Yep. They, don't have the <laughs> yep. they don't have the money. And Texas, we all know how Texas is. Texas is not poor <laughs> by any means. No. But they don't want to pay Oklahoma's buyout. But they have their noses so high in the air. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's interesting as well. Um, I'm glad because that gives us more of a chance to beat up on Texas and Oklahoma more. Yeah, so. does that mean two seasons with them? Yes. In the Big it 12? It does. Yeah. Right? Great stuff. Yes, the 2023 yes. season and the 2024 and the 24 season. season. They would start the SEC in the 25 season. Yes. Yep. Well, that's fun. Yeah. I'll Thank take you. it. That yeah. is a little fun. Yeah. We'll take it. Fun well, fact. Uh, let's get into our meat of the episode. Mm-hmm. However... We will come to you after these words from our sponsors. This episode of the Royal Strong and True podcast is brought to you by plastic spatulas. Have you ever needed a device with which to flip your pancake? Perhaps to flip your omelet? Or maybe even an egg? Have you ever tried to use maybe a fork? Maybe a knife? But it's metal. On metal, it conducts the heat and your hand gets burned. What you need is a plastic spatula, the prime flipping tool for anybody's kitchen. It'll flip more people than angry angry road rage drivers on the highway. So if you need something to flip, plastic spatulas will do the job. Welcome back listeners and thank you to Plastic Spatulas for their continuing support. Mm Mm-hmm. And now, like Jared said, we're going to move on to the meat and potatoes of the discussion. And potatoes. Right? And yeah, the potatoes. I gotta throw in the potatoes. Damn, the fixings, Took baby. it up a notch. Yep. We're going for calories here. Oh, baby, we're bulking. <laughs> and what we're talking about today just means more. Oh, <laughs> that's what they say. That is the Southeastern Conference. Oh. The S-E-C. Can I just say something? First off. I call it the Suck Eastern Conference. Second off, when I was a kid, probably until I was like 11 or 12, I thought it was the SCC. Yes. (laughs) Because when you say it fast, it's like SEC. It it is not SEC. It's the SEC. What would it be? Like the South Corner Conference? Yeah. The South Coast. The South Crappy Conference. Conference? The Suck Crap Conference. Sorry, Mark. Cover your ears. (laughs) Whenever Jared talks, just skip it. Yeah. (laughs) Fast forward 
five seconds. Yep. <laughs> we are going to go over the win totals for the Southeastern Conference. We're going to go team by team, giving a quick little preview, nothing too crazy. We are going to start in the Eastern Conference and go alphabetically. So first, Florida. 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 I'll start uh, this one off. Yeah, go for uh, it. If that's all right with you guys. Um, last year, they were pretty bad. Um, and they're having a new coach, Napier. Love the hire, Napier, first off. Yes. Billy Napier, baby. Um, but they are 100th in returning production. Mm-hmm. Uh, schedule is honestly not that easy, no, I'm going to say. It's got, it's, it's got some pretty hard teams, and the locations, too, um, are difficult. I think Napier's a good hire. The over-under 7, by the way. should have said that first off. But I'm going under. Here, I only have four penciled-in wins. I have two toss-ups. The rest are pretty much probably going to be L's. So, I'm taking the under 7. Okay. Um, so, Billy Napier, was he the Cincinnati guy? He was... The head coach of the University of Louisiana Lafayette. Oh, okay. Yes. The Rage of Cajuns. Right. That's right. Yeah, he's a good coach, but like Jared said, they're not returning very much production, and they have a pretty tough schedule mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, they do. Um, so I've also got the under for them. Um, I think Billy Napier's got his work cut out for him to turn this program around, and it won't take less than a couple of seasons, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, th- this is going to be a hard hard uh, schedule for Florida. They don't really have much returning production at all. They have Anthony Richardson, but we don't really know if him returning is a good thing for Florida or it's a bad thing. Uh, I agree. You know, Jared said that he had four wins penciled in. I also have four. Jared, were the four you had versus USF, yep. versus Eastern Washington, yep. versus Mizzou and at Vanderbilt? Yep. Okay, those are the four I had penciled in. I think they'll probably lose to Utah week one as much as I hate to say that. Kentucky's going to be a tough one. They don't have another easy game on the schedule. I think 6-6 six and six is just way more likely than seven than 8-4. and four. Yeah, I'm going under. Yeah, 100% agree. Moving on to a team that has a very, very high win total. Let's move on to the Georgia Bulldogs, the fighting mm. Kirby Smarts, the defending national champions whose win total at the time that we pulled this data, was set at 11 and a half. That's Georgia. High. If you're betting the over, Georgia. you're betting on them to go 12 and 0. <laughs> what do you guys think of the Bulldogs? Oh, man. That's a lot of wins. That's, That's a lot of wins. wins. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think they'll be good, but I don't see them going 12 and 0, honestly. Yeah. They've got a uh, verse, in quotes, Oregon. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the yep. first week of the season, um, and then they've got a tough SEC schedule. So I'm saying they will not go 12 and 0, and I'll take the under. Okay. So 11 and a half. That's a lot of wins. I would not put any cheese that's on them going 12 and 0, just because it's Georgia. They do choke. They do still have Stetson Bennett at quarterback. So if they play a high flying team that they cannot stop, they will not be able to compete. I think. This is a four-game stretch that they have late in the season. At Florida, versus Tennessee, at Mississippi State, at Kentucky. That is a brutal, brutal four-game stretch. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost one there. I'm going under. All right, I'm kind of with you guys. So I'm going to take the under. Now, here my reasoning. This is easily the most laughable schedule I've ever seen in my entire life. They play versus Oregon, right? Yeah, in Atlanta. In Atlanta. <laughs> literally like 40 minutes. Not even that. With heavy traffic, it's neutral probably site. 35 minutes. Yeah, no, it's, it's a neutral site. It's baloney. In Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, the SEC is full of crap, dude. And the fact that Georgia gets the easiest pull of teams like Samford and Kent State yep. out of conference. Oh, and yes. then the SEC won't make Texas A&M play Texas in the rivalry game that was huge and storied and everybody was mad when Texas A&M joined. But, oh, we must protect the Georgia-Georgia Tech rivalry. Of course. Right? we got to let Georgia Tech get that easy dub there. (laughs) Ridiculous. Um, Like Justin said, the only games that are even, like, maybe questionable for me is Tennessee at home and then at Kentucky. Those are the only two games. However, let me remind you, Last year, Georgia set a record with 15 draft picks. 
Yeah. They do not get any of those players back. I don't know if you know how this works, <laughs> but when they go to the NFL, they cannot come back and play. God. Yoli Childs. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I think we're going to get a return to the old Georgia, which yeah. is losing a game at South Carolina early in the season, dropping a home game to Auburn. Oof. We're going to get more of the old Georgia slam the under. I agree. All right. Next up, we have Kent Nucky, hmm. if I am not mistaken. Kent Nucky, pretty decent last year. He went 10-3. and three. Um, They were okay, honestly. They beat some like bad teams, and it sure like pumped them up to be better than, yeah. than we thought they were. However, they have a pretty easy schedule. Their win total set at 8.5. The only L that I have penciled in or penned in is Georgia. I think, depending on how Georgia is at that point in the season, Kentucky, if they're healthy, might have a shot. Um, but I just see too many wins on the schedule. I'm taking the over, not because I really believe in them, but just because their schedule is not hard at all. Yeah, um, I'm also taking the over. I think they, they've they never known as a football school, Kentucky, but they had kind of a breakout season, and... They're returning a decent amount of production, and their non-conference schedule is very easy. <laughs> they got Miami of Ohio, Youngstown State, and NIU. Nice. Um, yeah, that being said, I think they will have a pretty good year, and I'm taking the over for their win total. All right, all right. I, I see what you guys are saying. I really, really do. At eight and a half wins... I think I'm going to have to take the under. Ooh! I want to hear these L's. Let me tell you why. Will Levis is a good quarterback. People are maybe expecting him to go highly in the draft. Mm. But Will Levis really only had one target that he threw the ball to last year, and that was Wandale Robinson. Wandale Robinson has been drafted. He's in the NFL. He will not be playing. Can't come back. Wandale Robinson... (laughs) Caught 45% of Will Levis's passes last year. Sheesh. 45%. That's a lot. It might not say, oh, that's not even half. For one receiver, For one receiver. out of like the 15 that are listed there, that is a huge chunk, a huge percentage. He never really seemed that he could get the offense going with anyone else. So I don't think he'll be able to do it. I have seven wins penciled in. Then I, Okay, they only have to win two more. But then they have to go at Florida, and that's week two when Florida still has hope. Yep, they, they haven't True. tossed. Their spirit in the hasn't been breaking. <laughs> at Ole Miss is another toss-up. Versus Mississippi State, maybe winnable. At Tennessee versus Georgia, that mm. is not a favorable toss-up slate. I'm going with the under on this. I think eight is the right. Uh, I think they'll end up at eight, so I'm going under eight and a half. All right. All righty. I don't blame you. I yeah. could definitely see that one. That's very possible. Uh, who's, who do we got next here? Next up, looks like we got Missouri. 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 Missouri is a school. It is school. Not known for their football prowess. No. <laughs> I don't know how they're in the SEC still, but they are. <laughs> um. And Las Vegas has set the over-under at five. Cinco. Cinco. Cinco games. Cinco even. What do you guys think? I'll start on this one. I'm going with the over on this one. Oh, okay. Normally I don't go with the over on even win totals, but I think they Hmm. beat Louisiana Tech. I think they probably win at Kansas State. I think they can probably outpower them. They beat Abilene Christian. I think they could even beat Auburn because Auburn oh, will have a shoot. dumb loss. That's already four wins. All they need is two more, and they still have Vanderbilt and New Mexico on the schedule. I'm taking the over. I'm with you, Justin. I'm taking the over as well. Um, honestly, I wouldn't play it if it were five and a half. But with the possibility of a push at five and seven, I think that's probably the most likely outcome. Because yeah. like you said, New Mexico State, Vandy, Abilene Christian, La Tech, those are all for sure they're going to win. Um, I think... Eli Drinkwitz, he's got a good thing going there, um, but I just don't think that he's quite there yet to get to like a 7, 8, even like a bowl win. 
But I do think that six and six is more probable than four and eight. So I'm taking the over, but I really do expect this to be a five and seven year for them. Yeah, I think five is a good number, but I'm going with the under on this one. I'm going to be divergent. Uh oh. Um, because their defense is trash. Yeah. Basically, (laughs) that is that is true. They do not have much of a defense. Um, their quarterback. Also a big question mark. Mm-hmm. Don't know if they have a quarterback yet. So, they're in the SEC. There's good teams there. I think I'm taking the under for this one. All I, right. Yeah. I don't blame you. Like I said, 5-7 and seven, I think is yeah. going to be their record. So, I think we're all pretty safe. Sounds about right. Yeah. Because if you can, yeah. They're going to win four non-conference games. Yeah. Against, or I guess, Bandy. You know, but yeah. Anyway, moving on, the next team we got is USC. USC, hey. University of Southern California. USC. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, it's actually a different USC. Psych. The other SC. <laughs> Everybody, get your laser beam out because we're going beaming. Hey. Oh. For Beamer. Same South beam. Carolina. South Carolina, baby. Justin, what are you taking on this guy? So Looks South- like, yeah, they're over unders at six. Yes. With their win total set at six and the push being available at six, I'm going to go with the under on this one. I think six is probably the right number. I do think that they will be bowling. They do kind of have a difficult schedule, but they do get Georgia State. They do get Charlotte. They do get South Carolina State. Charlotte's kind of frisky, though, so, I mean, that wouldn't be a guarantee. But their out-of-conference, their last out-of-conference game is at Clemson. Mm. I think that's definitely an L. What?! Yeah, <laughs> I think that's definitely an L, and I think that kills their hope of getting the seven wins. I'm going under. I'm going under as well, for honestly the same reasons. Spencer Rattler did transfer to South Carolina. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Which I think is a bad thing. <laughs> you all remember what happened last year when his own fans, you know, had him benched. Booed him Caleb, off. Caleb. <laughs> so yeah, he had a tough time last year. I don't think he's that good, but. He could prove me wrong. We'll see. Yeah. When I first saw, uh, I almost said Caleb Williams. When I first saw Spencer Rattler in a, in a South Carolina uniform, I was like, you know what? I'm going to root for this guy. And then I was like, blah, 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 blah. what are you doing? And I like slapped myself in the face. Ah, this is Spencer Rattler. He's we bad. must we must remember this. The Rattler. <laughs> the Rattler. The Yeah. Anyway, we're going to stop there with the Rattler jokes because I know I'll go too far if we keep going. Ooh. Anyway. They, when I first saw this good white pencil, in seven L's, just straight off the bat. Arkansas, Georgia, at Kentucky, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Clemson. I think you probably lose at Florida as well. And I think Georgia State has been playing super great. I think uh, South Carolina might come into that game overlooking them a little bit. Georgia State could put a win there. Definitely taking the under. There's no way they win seven games. I'm slamming, slamming this under. Yeah, that Georgia State game is one to watch out for because it is week one. Georgia State's going to come in pumped. South Carolina might be looking at the at Arkansas game they have the next week. Yep. Let's move on and talk about a East kind of second favorite. Not not favorite to win the East, but all right, all they're, right. they're, they're up there. Vanderbilt. Let's talk about yes. <laughs> Let's talk about the Tennessee Volunteers. Oh yeah. They had an explosive offense. Hendon Hooker is back. Their defense is improving. Tennessee football is getting back to something to be proud of. Their win total set at 7.5. What do you guys think? I think this is a very fun team. Absolutely. I hope to watch a lot of their games this year, especially their offense. Their offense was great last year. A lot of points. A lot of high-scoring barn burners. Barn burners. Heck, you will. Um, and yeah, with their over/under set at seven and a half, I'm taking the over here. Ooh, they baby. return a lot of production. I think Tennessee is gonna be good. Yeah, they do return a lot of production. 19th in the country, 76%. This team last year was like really weird. They didn't really beat anybody good, but they had a super super good offense. Their O line just stunk. Their defense was really bad, but they return a bunch of production. Like Dan said, the biggest are Tillman on the outside. And Hooker as a quarterback, dude, he threw 31 TDs and only three interceptions last yeah, year. He was good. Impressive. That's ridiculous. Hooker's good. Yep. If the defense can take a step forward, the O-line can be consistent and stay healthy, 
This team could be good. I don't know why, but I this is like the first SEC team that I'm like, whoa, I want to watch this team. I know. <laughs> right? I don't care if it's the SEC. If I have to watch SEC Network, I want to watch Tennessee play. Um, they have a bunch of wins on their schedule. They have a pretty easy schedule. Their away games are at South Carolina and at Vandy. At Georgia is an L. Home to Alabama is an L. You go to LSU, that's probably an L. But other than that, you should definitely win all the rest of these teams or all the rest of these games on your schedule. I'm taking the over, and I'm pretty pretty bullish on this over. I think they're going to win nine games. I absolutely agree with you guys. When I saw the win total was at seven and a half, I started looking at the schedule. I immediately wrote down eight wins, and that's without any toss-ups at all. Eight solid wins. That's already an over. I'm slamming it. Yep. I think we're all in agreement there. Good stuff. I think Tennessee, if you're just a casual fan and you're like kind of zoning us out, you know, tuning us out because we're talking about win totals and all this crap, pay attention. I'm talking to you. You. You right now. Tennessee is the team to watch in the SEC, in my opinion. Definitely of the East, but it might be of the entire conference. This is the most exciting team in the SEC. Um, it's not in Alabama over Georgia, so you're okay to cheer for them. You're not a bandwagon. Exactly. Yep. They got cool colors. I mean, Justin been to their stadium. They it is really a, cool traditions. It's a gorgeous stadium. Great fan base. Love their mustard and golf balls at the stadium. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm just. I'm really high on this team. I'm excited for them. Great fans. Great fans. <laughs> All right, and on to the last team in the East. This is one of the. Uh, what what was the quote? They're going to be great. This is going to be one of the nation's best teams. Yeah. So their head coach at media day, media day today said that it wouldn't be long before Vanderbilt was the best team in the nation. Not even one of the best. No, the best. The best. He said the best team in the nation. I think he must be just talking about um, academics because Vanderbilt is horrible. Yeah, they're booty butt garbage. They are terrible. They don't return like any sort of production. Nope. They don't even have a woman kicker anymore. So there's no reason to watch this team. Horrible. The over-under is two and a half. I'm slamming the under. There's no way you're winning three games. I'm sorry. Sarah Fuller. I forgot about Sarah Fuller. Sarah Fuller. Fuller. Yeah. Yeah. Their only two wins are going to come at Hawaii. Hawaii's a dumpster fire. And Elon, which is a toss-up game. because (laughs) They're playing Elon Musk? Yes. Just him. How did he do that? He cloned himself 22 times. No way. (laughs) No, but Vanderbilt lost to Eastern Tennessee State. At home last year. So <laughs> watch out for Elon. I love that pause. Eastern That's Tennessee. Tough. State. State. <laughs> Glorified high school. Yeah, Honestly, anyway. I think even at Hawaii is a toss-up for Vanderbilt. Yeah. <laughs> Hawaii's bad, but that just shows how bad Vanderbilt is. There's like no guaranteed wins on their schedule. Last year they went 0-8 in conference. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm taking the under as well. I'm going to have to slam the under on this one. If Gabe Judy Lolly was on the team, Ooh. maybe the over would have hit. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, Elon, um, they have to play Elon, who was a over 500 team in the FCS. Dude, watch out, baby. That's trouble. Game over. They only lost to Wofford by two. <laughs> Wofford. They lost to Appalachian State 44-10. to 10, So that means they're going to beat... Vanderbilt 44 to 10 because we all know <laughs> App State is light years ahead of mm-hmm. the Vanderbilt program. Yeah, I'm, I'm slamming the under. Yep, under, under, under. Sorry, Vandy. You lost your only good player in Gabe Judalali, and now he's here. So Yep, yep. we yep. love you, Gabe. All right. Any parting thoughts on the East? I think we can all agree Georgia is the front runner here. As much as we hate to say it, yep. I don't think anybody's really going to challenge him. Tennessee game could be interesting. Tennessee will be interesting. I think Georgia's secondary is a lead. Suspect it went under the radar because they had it such did. a good front seven last it did. year. It really did. So I think Tennessee might have a shot there, but I still think Georgia is the odds on favorite. I think Georgia and Tennessee will be the top two teams at the end of the year. I trust Georgia enough to only drop maybe one game, even if it is the Tennessee. Yeah. But I do not trust Tennessee to run the table and <laughs> only lose to Georgia or yes. beat Georgia. To go undefeated in the East, I don't trust Tennessee to do that. I think Georgia will take home the Eastern crown. All right. I think we're on agreement then. Uh, yes, yeah. sir. Okay. Eastern stuff. All right. Uh, let's move on to the West then, shall we? Let's do it. And let's, let's go to probably out. everyone except, I don't know, 
Does anybody like Alabama? I uh, think Mark, Mark Stroud, he might be the only one who likes Alabama. Do you remember that song we wrote for Alabama? Beautiful day, oh, yeah. Alabama lost. Yeah, that was, that was great. That was good stuff. Oh, I can't wait for the fastest 15 again. Oh my gosh, yes. It's going to be good. Let's There's, talk about... Oh, sorry, what were you saying? Jay? I just can't wait for football season. That's I all can't. I'm going to say. Let's talk about Alabama football. Their win total when we pulled it was set at 11. 11 flat. So Georgia was at 11.5. Alabama was at 11. Opening up mm. the year with Utah State. Oh, and watch out. And FCS powerhouse Austin PA later in the year. Hey. How do you have Alabama faring this year? It's always tough when it's an even number and not a half. But I'm going to have to go with the over. Over? For Alabama. I think their non-conference schedule is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> as, usual, as usual. As usual. Including Utah State. You hear that, Utah State? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and they're returning decent amount of production, mm-hmm. namely Bryce Young. And they're always good, so their returning production is good returning is production. Good. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. there's no so, question marks. Yeah, I think they're going to have pretty easy time in the SEC this year. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like Dan said, Alabama's schedule is laughable. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely laughable. They're, they play Utah State, ULM, and Austin PA, and FCS Powerhouse... At Texas. At Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Texas has been back for the last 15 years. Um, so that's definitely a dub. Uh, their hardest games, honestly, are going to be at LSU and then at Tennessee. And if that says anything, that tells you how easy their schedule is. Yeah. I'm at also LSU. taking the over. Yeah, there's no way they're losing two games this year. I'm sorry. Nick, Nick Saban's not going to do that against this schedule. Um I don't think they'll go 12-0. I think they lose one, you okay. know. But I would rather play the over than the under, so uh, I'm going over. But, 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 I am fading their national title odds. I do not think that they can win a championship. Okay, they can, but I don't think they will win the national championship this year. I do not believe that. Interesting. I am also going to go with the over. Not for the same reason as you guys, though. I honestly think that Alabama does have a tough schedule this year. Of course, their non-con is whatever. But they do have to go at Texas at the beginning of the year when Texas still has hope. Again, kind of a Florida thing. Yeah, that's true. They have to go at Arkansas, at Tennessee, at LSU, which should be a joke, and at Ole Miss. Their away draw was honestly pretty tough. They get Vanderbilt at home. They get Mississippi State at home. These are teams that you would normally want to play on the road if you're Alabama because you are a good team and you want your better competition at home. They got them all the way. I still think that with it being 11, you have the push insurance there. 12 is more likely than 10. I'm going over. All right. Saban revenge year. Saban revenge year. Whew. That's, that's a little hot, Justin. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> um... Next up, we got... Do you hear that? What? Woo! Pink suit! <laughs> yes, yes, sir! Yes, sir! <laughs> All right, we got Art Kansas. Um, good stuff. Yeah, they are—they were pretty good last year. I'll say it. They're, They're solid. Good. They're KJ good. Jefferson was forced to be reckoned with. He was very good. Mm-hmm. He was good. Um, they went 9-4. and four. They beat Penn State in the Outback Bowl. That wasn't saying much. Penn State... I just don't like Sean Clifford. Yeah. Uh, anyway. To uh, oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> the Arkansas Ole Thank Miss game. Thank you for the clarification, Dan. Yes. Was fantastic. Anywho, I don't know how I feel about Arkansas. I think that this is. They're over under set at seven, right? Yeah. And I see like one, two, three, six wins on there that I feel pretty comfortable about. Automatic L at BYU, of course. Oh, of course, yeah. Pen that one in in Sharpie. Yep. Automatic. But whether they win one more or not, I, it doesn't matter because there's no way they're going to win eight games. I just don't think that they're going to overperform this year. They don't have a ton of returning production. It's bottom half in, FPS, in FBS. Defense needs work. Offense has question marks at wide receiver. KJ Jefferson is obviously pretty good. But I think it's more likely that they underperform then overperform, so I am taking the under with that push insurance. 
I'm taking the over. Okay. Oh, I'm just going to say it. Preach it from the rooftop there. Yeah. Um, I think this team could be pretty good. Okay. Like, eight wins good. I think the first four games will tell us a lot. Ooh, yeah. We've got Cincinnati, which is a good team. Won't be as good as last year, but yeah. it's still good. A good SEC team should beat Cincinnati. Yeah. Yes. They've got South Carolina and Missouri State next, oh, Missouri State. which they also should beat. And then Texas A&M. That'll mm. be a very telling game, I think. Texas A&M is supposed to be you know, pretty decent. Great recruiting class, as we are all aware. So is yes. Nick Saban. <laughs> but I think that game will tell us how the rest of the season will go for Arkansas. Interesting. And I have the over. All, all right. I got to agree with you, Dan. I'm also going over on this. Oh, oh. I see seven wins penciled Spicy. in. I think they can get one more. They will lose at BYU. They will lose at Alabama. My toss-ups are at Texas A&M and versus Ole Miss. Do they get one of those? I think so. I'm going with the over. Interesting. Okay. Now, speaking of teams that kind of have been uh, struggling lately, mm. you know, I guess not I guess not really. Arkansas hasn't been struggling. They have struggled for a very long time. But we have yeah. the Auburn Tigers. Yes. Auburn has been a bit of a dumpster fire over the past couple months. Their boosters have raised a, a false like sexual misconduct claim against their head coach to Ooh. get him fired, Brian Harson. That's it was proved false. It was absolutely false. <laughs> so Brian Harson's name's cleared. They did it while he was on vacation too. So shout out <laughs> to the crap. Auburn boosters for that. It's like as bad as Texas. Yeah, Real. no, Auburn is a terrible institution, and it, it's been a dumpster fire ever since. Their win total is set at six, not even six and a half. You'd have to bet that over if you think Auburn is going to a bowl. What do you guys think about War Eagle? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, the only Auburn I know that's relevant is Dan's hair color. Hey, got him. Got him. The, like Justin said, this is a dumpster fire. The only thing they got going for them is that they no longer have Bo Nix. That, that is, is the true. only thing they got going for them. I look at the schedule. Let me tell you their wins: Mercer, San Jose State, Missouri. San Jose State's frisky. Missouri. Yeah, Missouri could be frisky too. And then Western Kentucky. <laughs> Those are your only wins, Auburn. I'm sorry. You're done. Under. I'm taking the under as well. Auburn is a horrendous football program, <laughs> I'd have to say. I would never want to work there, no matter how much they paid me. Don't go on vacation if you do. Yeah, they yeah. will. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're kind of a disaster. They're not winning more than six games this year, so I'm taking the under. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the under two. When I looked at my spreadsheet and I went through the initial wins and losses, I only have three guaranteed wins on this schedule. Mm-hmm. The rest are automatic L's or toss-up L's with like a win percentage of under 40%. So I don't think Auburn can get the six. I don't think they can get the five. I think four and eight is the most likely outcome wow. for the Auburn Tigers. Yep. I think we could all agree Auburn is going to suck yes. again. Auburn is bad, but what about... LSU. Mm. First year head coach. It's all about the family. Yeah, they won the family a couple years ago, but here they are. Well, that was with Ed Ogeron, the GOAT. Oh, Brian the Kelly. Goat. Go Tigers. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of Brian Kelly. I'm just going to say it out there. That's, wow. That's, yeah. That huge uproar you saw when Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma, where was that when Brian Kelly left Notre Dame? Wasn't there? That's a good That's question. That's true. Nobody wasn't. Nobody cared. Nobody Notre Dame was like. Eh. Notre Dame was like, yeah, Marcus Freeman. Woo! <laughs> what did Notre Dame accomplish while Brian Kelly was there? Mm, um, playoff blowout losses. Yeah, that's all I can remember. Oh, Manti Teo. Hey. Manti Teo. They got him. Yes, they mm-hmm. did. Great. There's a documentary coming out uh, August 16th, if I'm not mistaken, on Netflix. So, cool. <laughs> Tune in. Yeah, Notre Dame really like. Okay, yes, they went to New Year's Six Bowls. Yes, they were overrated. Yes, they got blown out by fifty. But they were still Notre Dame, so people watched and cared. Now that he's at LSU, he's going to be under an enormous spotlight. Yeah. He. I. It's so much easier to win at LSU, I think, because recruiting, I think, is easier at LSU because you're right in the heartland, right, of the South, yep. and. 
Justin's making a funny face at me. Let me raise you this. Okay. Okay. Brian Kelly always complained it was so hard to recruit with Notre Dame academics. Exactly. And the Marcus Freeman, this year, in his very first class, has a higher rating of any recruiting class that Brian Kelly recruited at Notre Dame in his entire career. <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> Marcus Freeman out-recruited him in year one. Yeah, that's, that's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Um, there are at least four to five L's on the schedule, I think. The over-under seven. Yep. Right, so seven and five is a projective, dude. All these even ones are like kind of saving my butt because if it was like seven and a half or six and a half, I wouldn't know what to say. Yeah, there's a lot of push insurance in the SEC. Yes, uh, I think LSU, as always, and I'm gonna say this later with Texas A&M, as always, has the dudes. It's just mm-hmm. all about whether or not they can put it together. Now they have a neutral site game, huge air quotes, against Florida State. In New Orleans. In New Orleans, New Orleans, Louisiana. It's like when Joe Burrow went to New Orleans for the National Championship game. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, but they honestly don't have that hard of a schedule. I think that's my problem here. Okay. They got Southern, Mississippi State, New Mexico, all at home. They go to Auburn. That's still a dub. You go to Florida. I think by then Florida will have thrown in the towel, kind of be focusing on the rebuild. I think that's a dub. Oh. And then you play UAB later. I think that's a dub. I think Texas A&M at the end of the season is a dub because Texas A&M will be 7-5 and five at that point. You could beat them. They won't care. I'm going to take the over, actually, but that's not because I'm high on LSU. Just like always, they have a soft schedule. I'm going to take the over, but I think 7 is a really good number, so I wouldn't be surprised to see it get a push. Okay. Yeah, I think the odds that they get 7 wins are a lot higher than they get 8 wins or 6 wins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but if I had to lean one way or the other, I would take the under. Ooh. Ooh. Fight, I, fight, I fight. think the Tennessee game will be tough. Alabama, Arkansas will be tough. Um, Ole Miss could be tough. Mm. I don't know. It's at home for LSU, which helps. And at Texas A&M, I think will be a loss for LSU. So I'm taking the under. All right. I think they'll go six and six. I'm in agreement with Dan. I, I have him at six and six. I think six and six is infinitely more likely than eight and four, just because LSU will choke in weird games. They also get at Auburn, at at Auburn, at Florida, and at Texas A and M, which is kind of a struggle because both of, all three of those teams will play inferior talent. Mm-hmm. LSU does not have the incredible talent that it had in years past. So I do think that those three teams will actually try to play against LSU instead of just throwing in the <laughs> towel like they will against Auburn. Sorry, Auburn. If, like they will against Alabama or Georgia. So I think LSU will end up with six wins. I'm taking the under. All right, a little split opinion there. Yes, sir. Do we want uh, Brian Kelly to have success at LSU? What is your thoughts? I don't really care. Okay. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> I think it's, it's fun when LSU is good. They can challenge the likes of Alabama and such. So I would say, yeah. Yeah. that's Go ahead and succeed. That's my take. I want LSU to be good because I'm sick of freaking Nick Saban. Yeah. And I want LSU to at least challenge. And I, mm-hmm. I want a challenger to Alabama, and I do not want it to be Texas A&M. So I'm choosing LSU. <laughs> All right. Now let's talk about a team who has everybody's favorite SEC head coach BYU alumnus. Yes, a lot Mike of those out there. <laughs> Leach, Mike Leach, the gem of the nation, the absolute top tier um, interviewer or interviewee, I guess. When he gets interviewed, it's always a hoot and a holler. SEC Media Day, he talked about how having a smaller package is better than having a <laughs> big package. Uh, talking about offensive systems, we hope uh, his win total <laughs> is set at six and a half. But his offenses are known to take leaps and big leaps forward in year three. And this is his third year at Mississippi State. Mm. What do you guys lean in over or under six and a half? Can I make a quick comment? Go for it. Yes, sir. There is no division or conference in the United States of America that plays American football that has a better coaching group than the SEC West. Listen to this. Okay. We got yes. Nick Saban, the GOAT. Yep. Yes. Un- without a doubt, the GOAT. Brian Harson, who goes on vacation and tries to get backstabbed by his boosters. Yeah. Okay? 
Then you got Arkansas, Sam Pittman in the year. Yes, yes sir. sir. Um, and then LSU, we got Brian Kelly, who's okay. trying to be a southerner all Brian of a sudden. Family. Family. Southerner. And doing the weird finger gun dances. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Family. Cringe. Okay, then you got Mississippi State, Mike Leach. Mike Leach. The GOAT, Character. but for the a different goat. reason. Yeah. Other GOAT. Sure. Yes. And then you got Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin. I, I'm so there's not a better coaching lineup. Don't than forget that. about Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M yeah, too. Uh, yeah, I don't like Jimbo's. <laughs> but <laughs> you didn't forget about Jimbo. He, he purposely is, omitted Jimbo. He is a character, I will say. Yeah, I just don't like him. Entertainment value is high. But yes, yeah. So, SEC West head coaches. That is the most entertaining group. Absolutely. Um, now, getting back to Mississippi State, what we're supposed to be talking about? Um, they were Hold really up. weird last year. They went seven and six. They beat Kentucky. Texas A&M and NC State. However, they okay. went seven and six. You don't yeah. expect a team that wins those games <laughs> to have six losses. Um, they were a bad team, but had head scratching wins. Classic Mike Leach team, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That's very Mike Leach. For sure. Um, they're number fourteen in returning production. They get Will Rogers, two really good running backs, good inside receivers. Outside is a little bit questionable. And they have a very veteran front seven on the defense. They have a couple question marks. But I do think this team is going to be really, really good. Over under six and a half, though, that's rough. They got a brutal schedule. Okay, Memphis to start the season, I think that's a dub. Okay, yeah. You go to Arizona. Best one-win team in the history of college football. Yes, that is not a gimme by any means. You go to LSU, to the family, you're going to lose that one. Uh, you know what? They might win that one. They could, they could win any of these. Bowling Green, loss. Texas A&M, oh. win. Arkansas, <laughs> L, at Kentucky, at Alabama. Auburn, Georgia, ETSU, and Ole Miss. I'm going to take the over, but I'm just not comfortable about this. I wouldn't touch this with a 50-foot pole. But I'm taking the over because I like Mike Leach. Really? Yep. I'm confidently taking the over. Oh, okay. I think seven wins is guaranteed with the schedule. Let's go. I think all eight right, might right. even be in the cards. Wow. But I think seven wins is probably what they will end up at. I think they beat Memphis. They beat Arizona. They beat LSU. They Ooh. beat Bowling Green, starting off 4-0. and mm. I think they could maybe even beat Texas A&M, 5-0. They still have Auburn on the schedule, East Tennessee State on the schedule, they have some very winnable games and the Egg Bowl, which is always a toss-up at the end of the year. The Egg Bowl is an absolute coin flip. Is going yeah. to be. <laughs> so I am taking emphatically the over. All right. Okay. I like that. I like to hear that. That's yeah, good. That, that's reassuring because I also had the over. Let's go. <laughs> Mississippi State is an absolute wild card. I think we've established that. Yes. But they could beat almost any team in the SEC besides maybe Alabama Georgia, Tennessee, they've got a chance against anyone else. And their schedule is hard, but I think they'll get a couple of those surprising wins and get seven or more wins at the end of the season. Yeah. I like this. I like the world taking the over on this one. I think... Hmm? Huh? What's this? Hmm? Huh? Hmm? I accidentally wrote down that you took the under. Oh, no, I all definitely... Right. He took the over. We, all took, we the over. all took the over. My bad, my bad. The over. Clerical error. Clerical error. <laughs> uh, I think the at-Arizona game, week two, that is going to be a fun one. Because Arizona is still going to be believing at that point. They're still going to have they're going to have fire and oomph. Jetfish, baby. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Oomph. And then also, like Justin said, the Egg Bowl, that is by far one of the funnest rivalries in all oh, of it's fun. sports. It's awesome. It is awesome. It's an absolute coin flip. It doesn't matter who's good and who's bad. That game is going to be close. Basically a coin flip. Mm-hmm. Speaking about fiery coaches that are a lot of fun to talk about and to watch, we have Lane Kiffin coaching the Ole Miss Rebels. That was a team that was very good last year with Ole Matt Corral Miss. tearing apart defenses, now going on to play for the Washington Commanders. Shout out Dan. Their win total is set at 7.5. They open up with Troy Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, and Tulsa. Oh, that's rough. That's a rough one. Dang. Do you guys think after those four, they can get four more? Uh, hmm. Is, I'm going to say, yeah. Okay. I'll take the over. All right. Um, quarterback is obviously a big question mark. 
mm-hmm. like we said, notable BYU almost transferee Jackson Dart <laughs> <laughs> went there instead. Jackson Dart, Molly Jackson, fart, am I right? Oh, got him! Good riddance to him. <laughs> but, yeah, I think this is kind of similar level to Mississippi State, where they could beat almost anyone on a good day, mm-hmm. but they could have a couple of questioning losses as well. I think the beginning of their schedule being so easily easy will put them in a good place to hit the over. Yeah. I have them starting off the season 7-0. and Wow. Oh, I think they're going to win those four cupcake games. That's pathetic. The SEC non-con is pathetic. Troy can be feisty. I, okay, okay. Tulsa. I, I'll give you that. Don't sleep on Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. The SEC needs to do a better job in non-con. Yeah. Um, and then they get Kentucky at home and then play at Vandy and Auburn at home. I'm sorry. Th- that's seven, I think. Kentucky is one of those where you kind of like, eh. But I think that's 7-0. Then I think they lose their next four at LSU, at Texas A&M, at Arkansas, and Bama at home. I think you're going to lose all four of those. Three of them being on the road does not help you, especially no. with the only home game being Alabama. <laughs> um, yep. And then Mississippi State, I think, is the clincher game in the Egg Bowl, whether or not they get to eight. And I'm going to take the powder blue uniforms every single time. Do all I right. think they will actually win eight games? No. I think they do not start 7-0. and I think they lose at least three more games than I'm thinking they will. <laughs> but I'm going with the powder blue. Just give me the over. All right. I'm slamming the over too, baby. Let's go. We are in agreement here on the pod. Honestly, I just think Ole Miss is a fun team to watch. I like Lane Kiffin. Jackson Fart can, I don't know, get blue darted out of here. Ooh. But if they play, what's the, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Luke Altmeyer. Luke Altmeyer. If they play Luke Altmeyer instead of Jackson Fart, I think they win eight games. I'm taking the over. All right. All righty. Last but not least, we have Texas Agriculture and Mining University. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Is that what it stands for? Yes. yes, it is. Agriculture and Mining. Good. I love those things. Should we call them the Texas A&M Minies instead of the Aggies? Minies? Minies. Let's call them the Minies. I like that. Texas ATM, baby. Mix it up. Um, Yeah, so these guys have a win total of 8.5, according to the experts. Where are you guys at? I think 8.5 is very telling. um, Because this team, if you listen to the national media, this is is a national championship contender team. Mm. You listen to the ESPN and CBS and all these people talking about Texas A&M, their recruiting classes, Fimbo Jisher. Like, yeah. everybody has this as a national championship type team. Can I just remind everyone that last year we heard this exact same thing and they went 8-4? and four? Yep. Mm-hmm. Let me just remind you, they lost at LSU. LSU was bad last year. Yep. They lost yeah. to Mississippi State at home. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State was bad last year. Yep. Okay, this is a classic Jimbo Fisher team. Super, super hyped. Ton of new guys. The NIL monster, you know, all that stuff. It's the same story as always. I swear they are going to lose more than four games. Or four games or more. This is a classic. They're going to, like, go beat Alabama, um, beat LSU, and beat Florida beat App State, the hardest game on their schedule, but then they're going to lose like at South Carolina. They're going to lose to Auburn. They're going to lose to UMass. I'm taking the under. <laughs> I am also going to take the under on this one. I think that this is an 8-4 and four team. I do not think that they get to 9 wins. They kind of have a semi-difficult schedule. They have to go at Alabama, at South Carolina. That's kind of a sleeper. They, honestly, I, I just don't trust Texas A&M to win more than eight games. Let me tell you why. Do you remember how much I hated Max Johnson, the quarterback for LSU last year? <laughs> yeah. You said that he sucked. You hated he was him awful. so bad. Do you know who Texas A&M's quarterback is this year? Max Johnson. Oh, he sucks. <laughs> he's so bad. Granted, in Jimbo Fisher's offense, he's not going to have to throw the ball at all because Jimbo <laughs> Fisher doesn't believe in the forward pass. But... Yeah, I, I just don't see nine wins. I'm going under. Yeah, I'm taking under as well. Their non-conference schedule is almost respectable, I will say. Oh. Ooh. They have App State. Power five. Great good team. team. Then they've got Miami. Yeah. Big brand. Maybe a, yeah, big brand. Big, big brand. Big brand. I, I can respect that. Um, 
And then, you know, the SEC, who knows what will happen in some of those games. Uh, I'm taking the under. Okay. Nice. I'm glad we're all in agreements on the under. <laughs> yep. Is this not just the most classic Texas A&M team? So many freaking recruits, yet a ter- like no quarterback, and so they're going to lose four games. I just think that's hilarious. Yeah. That's just what's going to happen. And I will say right now, after Jimbo Fisher's, like, God comments on Alabama. Oh, boy. I'm expecting like a 56 to three game. Oh, Nick yeah. Saban's gonna like put the starters in. He's gonna have them like spiking the ball with three seconds left when they're at 49 to zero. Onside kicks. Yes. Yep. Every touchdown. It's gonna be a bloodbath it's in Tuscaloosa. It's gonna be really bad. Which is unfortunate because it's not even gonna be a good game. Yet everyone knows that's where game day is gonna go. Yep. Even if Texas yeah. A&M has two losses by then, yep. it's not gonna come to BYU Notre Dame. Even if we're both undefeated. Get your SEC bias. Yep. Well, I think that wraps up the West for us. So, who do you guys yes. have winning the West? Um, this one's not a very hard one for me. <laughs> I'm taking Alabama. Whoa! Oh, shocker. Wow. <laughs> shocker. Yeah, I'm also taking Alabama. It's Alabama. boring, but it's also the truth. They're the best team in the West. Yep. Okay. Easily, okay. I'm taking Auburn. What? <laughs> Psych! Okay. No, I'm taking Alabama. Of course I'm taking Alabama. Alabama is going to win this uh, division by $6 billion. Yep. So we all have Georgia-Alabama facing off once again in the title game. Boring. I'm going to change my East pick. Okay, Dan's changing his East pick. Tennessee will be better than Georgia. Oh, oh he's going I'm with Tennessee. Back in the Vols. <laughs> all right. So, Dan, you have Tennessee and Alabama facing off. Who takes home the dub? Alabama. <laughs> Jared, no hesitation. Georgia or Alabama? Uh, I actually, I like what Dan's doing here. I want to switch to Tennessee too. Okay, oh, okay. this Tennessee just for fun. Um, yeah. I think Tennessee will be honestly better. before yeah. Dan mentioned that. I was also thinking about switching to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not gonna switch. I'm, I'm sticking with Georgia. Okay, I'm I'm switching. I'm caving. I think backing the Vols is a fun move. It may not be the right move, but it's a fun move. So I'm sticking with that. Yeah. Um, I'm also Dan Bama. I think right. Alabama also wins the SEC championship game, moving on to the college football playoff. As usual. So we were pretty much in agreement on most of the SEC. We did differ on four different programs. Arkansas. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dan and I took the over. Jared took the under. When it came to Kentucky, Jared and Dan took the over. I took the under. When it came to LSU... Dan and I took the under, Jared the over, and Mizzou, Jared and I took the over, Dan the under. Can I make a, uh, I, I want to make a point for okay. my Arkansas pick okay. on the under. Okay. Um, because I agree with you, I think Arkansas could be really good this year. Okay. Um, I do think it would look better for BYU if Arkansas were really good this year. And right, over. true. Let me remind you of the BYU curse. When BYU beats oh. a traditionally good team... They suck. Doesn't the curse happen the year after, though? Uh, sometimes. Wisconsin in 2018, mm. they sucked that year. Yeah, Michigan true. State in 2015, they, they sucked, sucked that, that year. year. Mm. 2015, Nebraska also sucked that yeah. year. Well, it's, Nebraska just sucks in general. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going to go on a limb here. I think Arkansas is going to be that team. They're going to come in maybe like 4-2. and two. It's going to be a top 25 game. They're going to end up going like 4-8 and eight or something. Interesting. Okay, fair point. BYU curse is a thing. BYU curse is definitely a thing. It is real. Um, I want to highlight a couple of games from the SEC that I think are going to be really good games. Go for yes, it. Yes, please. Um, week 0, Vandy at Hawaii. Yep. 8.30 p.m. on CBSSN. It's going to be the last game you watch of the week. That one is like a toilet bowl matchup. Okay? That one's going to be good. Also, Cincinnati at Arkansas, 130 in week one. Mm-hmm. I think that could be a good game. Cincinnati might not be as good as they used to be, but I think they'd hang with Arkansas. Yeah, I could put up a good fight. Oregon versus Georgia. May not be that close, but I think it's would be a very telling game for BYU. Yes, it will. Also be. 130 week one. And finally, week one, Utah at Florida. That's going to be a huge one. That's a huge game. That'll definitely be on my television. I would bet Utah in every single universe, except this is at the Swamp. It's at the and swamp. it's the first game, so Florida is still believing in themselves. I don't know what to make of that one, but I know it's going to be exciting. That one's primetime ESPN week one. 
Another fun game. Give me week four. Kentucky playing NIU at home. Ooh. Ooh that's yeah. going to be a fun one. The Mac champs don't sleep on them. Sleeper. Also, I'm kind of interested in another toilet bowl kind of game. Mizzou facing off against New Mexico. Oh. Week 11. <laughs> wow. That's not as high profile, but give me that week four Kentucky NIU game. All right. Yeah, can I just say, talking about these games... I'm very excited for college football to be back. <laughs> I'm Can't excited. Wait, baby. We just want to clap it up for college football. Yes, just college football. Almost back. Clap it up. Is it back? I think it is back officially. It's back at this point. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. be back in 38 days from the time this podcast releases. You're shicing me. No, 38. 38 days. We're getting close to the month mark. 38. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh my gosh. Oh. Okay. Well, well, let's wrap this thing up. Um, <laughs> this has been very fun. Thank you all for joining us. Yeah, uh, next, or our next episode will be coming out on Friday, mm-hmm. and it will be a Sun Belt preview. Mm-hmm. The Just Fun Belt. Little tease. I think the Sun Belt might be the most exciting conference in college football this upcoming year. Oh, that's all. That's all I'm gonna yeah. say. That's all I'm gonna a say. Ton of freaking Don't fun. miss it. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us of this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We hope you join us next time for that Fun Belt preview. If you listen this far into the episode on our latest Instagram post, comment. Just comment. Yeah, just comment. We just yeah, want honest, engagement. Honestly, Please. yeah, just comment. Yeah, it's, it's been kind of a struggle on the gram lately. But uh, yeah, uh, make sure you're downloading the episode, sharing it with your friends if you enjoyed it, and also leave a review. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye.